0: That was the sound today in Las Vegas of the Boomers beating Team USA 91-83. to 83. That was an immense second-half performance after the Boomers were trailing by about 10 points at halftime. Came back, huge third quarter. Chris Golding went off. Paddy Mills was exceptional again, and it's great for us Aussies in the lead-up to the Tokyo Games 2-0 and and two and o from our uh, two warm-up games so far with two more to come. Liam Santamaria, commentator and writer for the NBL and just... Overall basketball guru is with us here on the Sporting Capital. Liam, welcome.
1: Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, it was was a great day, wasn't it? Two wins on the trot now for the Boomers over Team USA. And as you say, a um, a terrific... Another step forward for the group in their uh, pre-Olympic campaign.
0: How promising is this form? In It, it is warm-up matches, and so I'm sure the, the ante will be up to once we get to the Olympics. But nonetheless, beating Argentina the other day on a buzzer beater, and now beating Team USA today, both of them are top four nations, along with us, Australia three in the FIBA rankings. Um, but how much of a confidence boost is that for the Aussie team?
1: Uh, Big, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a great um, first couple of games. So the fact, I think the biggest thing is that, yes, beating Argentina is is great. Hitting a game-winning shot, that gives the team a whole bunch of confidence. And beating Team USA is awesome any time you can do it. But I think the biggest thing is that we got better from game one to game two. Um, We got better from the first half of today's game into the second and um, that's really what head coach Brian Gorgon will be looking for in this process I mean we even without Ben Siemens even without Andrew boger this is a team that has the potential to do great things in Tokyo so the key thing is for them to be getting better each and every step along the way in advance of the tournament and so far, they've ticked all of
0: those boxes. The score line from the last game against Argentina to this game today against the USA was only marginally different. There was only a few points uh, in the overall score from, from that game to this one. But as far as the opportunities taken by the Australian players, were they more effective uh, around the uh, around the paint and, and from three point range to try and to try and get the score on the board? Was it was it a more effective, efficient performance from the Boomers?
1: Uh, in the second half, yeah. I mean, we were down by nine points today at halftime. And um, we didn't look great in that first half offensively, to be honest. Our defense has been really good all throughout the um, these first couple of games. And I think our defense and some outstanding perimeter shooting, especially from Joe Ingles uh, in that first half today, kind of just kept us within striking distance. And then the fellas came out of halftime... Uh, today and um, look like a totally different unit at the offensive end way more ball movement way more player movement a lot more resembling uh, what they've been like in in previous campaigns under Andre Lomanis where our offensive execution has been um, really outstanding and and, um, highly respected on the international stage and uh, then you combine that with what we're getting done at the defensive end and the team just started roaring it was a 32-18 third quarter, as you mentioned Chris Golding ended up being a big part of that, 8 points towards the end of that third quarter as a part of a 19-6 to 6 run to close out the third and all of a sudden we're in the lead and uh, the fellas were able to continue on from there so I think that will be um, really pleasing for the coaching staff and the playing group, the fact that the changes and the adjustments they made offensively in that second half were a treat.
0: How would you describe how the Boomers play on defense? Because I, I was I was amazed, I was in awe, almost of how how hardworking they are. How how would you describe how they how they're able to work that defense against Team USA today?
1: Well, they're locked in for one, um, and they're working uh, as five guys as one out there on the floor and. And that's happening even when Brian Gorgian's making rotations and bringing guys uh, in and out off the floor. So that's really impressive. There, it's, he's, he's got his, um, his guards getting up the floor, 94 feet of defense, trying to turn the ball handler a couple of times in the backcourt. We saw today when Paddy Mills was doing that on Bre- uh, Bradley Beal, when his Cyball came rotating over and they forced an offensive foul and a turnover. And, those kinds of things, um, they, they kind of grind teams down. And then in the half court, everybody is step off their man, ready to help out on the ball, ball pressure, containing the ball, sliding and staying front. And then I've been really impressed with our rotation. Guys ready to rotate, ready to scramble once somebody gets beat. And um, as a result, we've been making life tough. I mean, they were able to tick the scoreboard over today Team USA at times, especially in that first half. But, um, geez, it took some spectacular play from some real world-class players like Damian Lillard and Kevin Durant to get that done. Now, over the course of the 40 minutes, that dried up. Team USA didn't score a point in the last two minutes and 58 seconds of that game. So the defense has been excellent. That's a trademark, of course, of Brian Gorgian coached teams and then when you combine that with um, the uh, improved offensive execution of the second half today you got a team capable of doing really special things.
0: How concerned do you think American fans will be about their team?
1: Very. <laughs> I mean they would have to be. Um, this is, a, this is a, a program that really underwhelmed at the 2019 World Cup. Didn't make the medal rounds and, and lost... Um, Lost a bunch of games and only sort of squeezed through a couple of others. And, um, you know, they got some high level guys on the floor in this team. Now that no LeBron James, no Steph Curry, no James Harden, Kyrie Irving, so a few big names not there, but plenty of talent on the roster. Um, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, who I mentioned before, Draymond Green, and Bradley Beal, one of the leading scorers in the league last season. So they've got some, some guys to come in at the end of the NBA finals, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Devin Booker. So some talent to add. But right now they look shaky. And they don't look a cohesive unit. They're very individual at the offensive end and, and look to be having a bit of trouble as a group adjusting to the FIBA game. Now, they've come up against, uh, two teams that, that are firing on all cylinders. Nigeria are much better than people realise. And we are, of course, a gold medal threat. Um, so that, that's, it hasn't been easy for them in these warm-up games, but that's what they wanted. Um, they wanted to come up against some strong teams and... And so far, they've gone 0-2, and and I would say there's plenty of cause for
0: concern. One very quick one before I let you go, Liam. The uh, NBL uh, free agency and player movement uh, period is open. We saw Mitch McCarron today go from Melbourne to Adelaide. We've seen Will Magne go to the Jack Jumpers in Tasmania. But maybe the biggest name is off the court, Trevor Gleeson leaving the Perth Wildcats and linking up in Toronto at the Raptors in the NBA under Nick Nurse. How momentous of a move is this for for Trevor, but also for Australian basketball.
1: Oh, it's huge, isn't it? I mean, it has massive ramifications now. Um, there's been no official confirmation from the Raptors. That's the reports. Um, Lockie Reed in Perth first. Also Mark Stein from over in the States, that it's going to be the Raptors. But certainly Trevor Gleeson stated yesterday that he is going to be taking up an NBA opportunity, and that's why he's leaving the Wildcats. But eight years at the helm there, five championships, absolutely incredibly successful run and uh, after we saw Will Weaver make the jump from the NBA onto an M- uh, the NBL sorry onto an NBA uh, coaching staff last year we've seen uh, Trevor Gleeson doing that right now um, it's just another clear display that this league the NBL is a really solid pathway for the best competition in the world whether you're a player Whether you're a coach, we've seen a whole bunch of guys as a part of strength and conditioning staff do similar. So it's a highly respected league. The NBL and the NBA is well and truly paying attention.
0: Liam, I appreciate you jumping on tonight to have a chat with us about what's been happening. And I'm sure we'll hear your voice again soon in the lead-up to the Tokyo Games. Thank you, mate.
1: Cheers, Jordan. Always good
0: to chat, mate. Liam Santamaria with us here on the Sporting Capital this Tuesday night to recap the Aussies' big win in the lead-up. It is just a friendly game, but it does mean a lot as we head towards Tokyo. Uh, that was in Las Vegas earlier today.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals all thanks to McDonald's. backers together and loving it. TNCs apply.